podcasting from Lagos, Nigeria. You are listening to New Zone with Brown, a podcast committed to discussing relationship matters with reference to personal experiences from an open-minded standpoint to provide you with insights to have the best relationship experience. Prepare to be entertained as I introduce your host, Brown. And welcome to another episode of the Nude Zone with Bram. Of course, I'm your host, Dio Moyo. And <laughs> no, it's not what you are thinking. It's not an hijack. Today, I've placed your host, Brown, on the hot seat and I'll be interviewing. I'm going to be asking her those questions you've always wanted to ask her. You can trust me. I'm going to be doing that. I feel like she needs to get some street syrup or something. But anyways, I'm ready for this. How are you, Brown? I hope the hot seat is not too hot already. I'm beginning to sweat because this is you Street serum guy. What's up? <laughs> I'm fine, though. Hi. Uh, yeah. It's great to be on your podcast and not just to be a guest, but to be the host. I'm feeling like you know. I'm feeling fly. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how to describe. I can't say it's great to be a guest on my show because I mean, but then I, I this is a different feeling, you know, as to what I'm used to. So I look forward to experiencing this new table that I'm I'm sitting on this time around. Right. Now, um, let's just get this started already. Um, I think the first question I would like to ask you is when I when I kind of, first of all, heard your podcast and um, heard about your name, I'm thinking, Brown, where did Brown come from? Is that your name? Um, and if that's your name, pardon my stereotype, are you from Lagos or something? Okay, so, okay, I'll start from the latter part of the question. I'm not from Lagos State. I actually don't think anybody's originally from Lagos State, but we'll not discuss that one today. My name, my given name, like the name my parents gave me is not Brown. My name is Olayemi. I got the name Brown from, it's, it's kind of like a sweet story, though. I got the name from um, a potential suitor. Somebody was asking me out and he wanted to call me by a name that was not common he didn't want to call me by you know the usual name so he came up with a pet name and to him he thought that my skin color was neither dark nor light it was in between so he started calling me brown and then before i knew it every other person in my department then started calling me brown and then he just talked over time i liked the name i checked it out and i realized that it had like very deep you know very deep nice cool meanings and I tried to stick with it. That's interesting. I was thinking you were from Lagos so that if any yeah. of these Omonile um, will <laughs> leave me, I can just say, I've, I've got someone from Lagos put a culture and then you just said to things like that. Alright, let's talk about growing up. I was growing up for you. Tell me about 
your growing up, your parents, your siblings and the rest? I'd like to state like off the bat that I have the most amazing family ever. My parents are really wonderful people and I have like the most amazing set of siblings too. I come from a family of six, but right now we are eight and counting, eight by, you know, additional, um, we have an addition through marriage and through birth. So originally we were six, but now we're eight. Growing up was really, wasn't totally fun as such because my parents, they are quite the disciplinarians, especially my dad. And you know how, how it is now, then you don't see what they were doing as being good. You just see them as being wicked. In fact, I legit remembered one time when my siblings and I packed our bags. We put some clothes in our bag and we were planning to run away because we thought our mom was not our mom. Wow. You know, but looking back now, I saw that I can see that everything that they did was basically born out of love and they were really fun times. You know, they were really, really cool times. I grew up in a very churchy household. I was still very churchy. So growing up like that, you know, it, it taught me a lot of things early that has helped to shape and mold my perspectives, my values and my beliefs. So that's growing up for me in a nutshell. Oh, and if I did not mention, I'm the first of four children. So I grew up with a sense of responsibility towards others as well. Right. Like that came nurturing for people thing. Yes, I, I grew up like that. Right. Now tell me what kind of, of young child were you um, remembering that you said that dad was a disciplinarian? Were you quote and unquote a rebel trying to do things um, <laughs> your own way? Or were you that kind of kid that like, oh, doesn't really matter. Everything just goes the way they tell me. I was a rebel though. Kind of still a rebel because... <laughs> My parents will tell you that of the four of us, I'm the one that still kicks against rules, even till now. I'm still the one that asks, why should we do this? Why should that be like that? Why should this, you know? Ah, I'm quite um, strong-willed, you know. I have a very strong mind of my own, and I'm not afraid to speak up when need be. So growing up for me was, I, I, didn't, I didn't swallow everything who can and say that. Not like I was a rebel per se, though. I was a good kid, if I do say so myself. I mean, my mom is not here to say, yeah, it's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what was the dream for you as a young person? What was the aspiration? What were you looking forward to becoming or solving when you grew up? Hmm. That's a really good question. Because for the longest time, I I'd wanted to be a lawyer. That, that had been my dream like from primary school days I wanted to be a lawyer and I held on to that dream even until uh, when I was seeking admission into the university unfortunately or fortunately as the case may be, I'll say fortunately because I believe that everything works together for my good, you know so fortunately the year I gained admission into the very prestigious Obafemiwelo University Life. <laughs> I love that, Jackson. <laughs> That's the truth. So the year I gained admission into school, um, law was not accredited to Ife that year for some reason. 
and I'd already waited one year at home. I wasn't ready to wait another year. So when they were like, Lord, there's no law, would you take another course? I'm like, yes, please just give me another course. I don't want to stay back at home. And it so happened that that was how I got into the history department. So I studied history and international relations and I graduated with combined honors. Wow, that's interesting. So what do you do currently? Wow, I do a lot of things. <laughs> I work <laughs> I work as a travel agent and as you very well know, I'm a podcaster. I'm also a fashion designer. Uh, I'm a public speaker. I'm an author in the making. I'm writing like about two books. I already I wrote one book. Okay, so it's not author in the making. I'm an author because I already co-authored one book and I'm in the process of writing another. So basically those are the things that I do at the moment. But, but how are you able to combine all these things? Because I know these things takes discipline, especially writing, podcasting, and then having to combine that with with the other interests. How are you able to combine them together? It's just as you said, though, discipline and then the interest to in all of these things. All of these things are things that I enjoy doing. And I'm a firm believer that if you are doing something that you don't enjoy doing, I don't think you will do it well. You get. Right. So all of these things. Well, um, for the nine to five, working as a travel agent is one that is a necessity because we all know this economy of this our Nigeria. Right. You cannot like place all your eggs in one basket. You have to diversify your sources of income. So my nine to five is one that, you know, it's not something I would have chosen ordinarily, but then I have learned to enjoy working in that industry. Other things that I do are, you know, they stem from places of my passion and my interest. I do really enjoy doing all of the other things. So I am able to combine all of them and do them well because I enjoy doing most of them and I'm committed to making my life better. So I have no choice than to combine those things and do them well. And like you said, discipline. Discipline is really helping. Right. So when did you when did you start podcasting and um, why did you start podcasting? Is there a story behind that? Of course there's a story and that story is a long one. <laughs> let's 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 just start it. Okay. So I started podcasting in the year 2018, 2018, yeah, May 2018. And um, I took a long, a very long break in between though, and I resumed late 2019. Um, so I started podcasting. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's a heartbreak story and I guess we'll be like, hey. Okay, so I, I went through this major heartbreak and at that point i reached out to i had to reach out to a professional to help me sort out my feelings you know and the course of our counseling session was over the phone would we'll exchange voice notes would we'll talk over whatsapp call and then he, he, he usually compliments me like oh you sound very good over the phone or you speak very well over the phone have you heard about podcasts at the time at the time when you know, we started talking about the things that I could do to engage myself and, you know, because then I was in between jobs. So it was 
trying to give me ideas on what to do to keep myself busy and then he said have you heard about podcasting i'm like yeah i do know about podcasting because as i then i had a friend i still have as a friend who owns uh, uh she owned her own podcast and i've been a guest on a podcast like a couple of times so i was not unfamiliar with podcasting but i never thought that it was something i would do personally so when he suggested it to me it was like go research about it check it out it's something that you could you would do well because you speak well you sound well so basically that's, that was how it started it started as something to keep me engaged and busy something to get my mind off what it was i was going through something to help me heal something to help me you know uh go through that period and come out whole that was how podcasting started for me and over time i just realized that i really do enjoy it i really really do enjoy it and this is something that i would do even if there was no sort of monetization or remuneration coming from it i totally enjoy it so that's how podcasting started for me right um tell me what happened what happened before the the you decide to go into podcasting was it more of a um personal thing was it did he have anything to do with relationship and all what was the what was the issue in the first place i said it now was a heartbreak somebody broke my heart one guy like that he shattered my heart <laughs> You're out of you're out of university then. Oh, definitely, definitely. I was already in the working space. I was already in the working space. And to be to be frank, though, like to be totally sincere, and our jokes aside, it was not totally his fault. I knew what I was getting myself into, but I still walked into it nonetheless. And that 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 actually was what informed the transformation of my podcast from being a lifestyle podcast to a relationship based podcast at first nude zone with brown was about general life issues you know anything and everything but during the lockdown you know I'd, i was just reminiscing about how far i'd come my life and things that i'd done how i'd gotten better and all and i realized that what got me into podcasting at first was this And the truth of the matter is that it wasn't as if I was ignorant. I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was getting into. And I knew that it had a very great potential of hurting me and causing premium premium tears like we often say, but I still did it nonetheless. So I thought how many other people are there like that, you know, out there. They know these things, but they still would do them, maybe hoping that things will turn out different. Or some people don't even know at all. Would it not be really cool to have a platform use my voice on that platform to remind people that they actually do deserve the best they, they shouldn't settle for anything less than an amazing relationship because we all do deserve to have a relationship that will let you sleep peacefully at night you, you deserve a relationship that would you know give you peace of mind that would bring you joy and add to your happiness not subtract from it subtract from it so um it was a heartbreak that you know started the whole thing do it it and it was a heartbreak that transformed it into what it is now right and i think you're correct when you say that sometimes we we know what what it really is but for some reasons we just um either just wish it away or hope that mm-hmm. things will just turn out differently Now yeah. if you would permit me the question I would have asked because I know that is what your audience want to hear 
what were you seeing plainly and you still decided to to go on with with the relationship okay so i'm going to be really blunt i mean this is the new zone after all when i met this guy he was in a serious relationship and i knew that he was in a relationship because he had told me it wasn't something that he, he hid from me he, he told me that he was in a relationship and i knew it you know this would have been the perfect very reasonable very wise reason to back off you know even if you were like maybe developing feelings for the moment he let you know that i have a baby and i'm really serious about her i mean i should have just backtracked i should have reversed you know taking several steps back and just keep things platonic but <laughs> that's not what i did i did the very opposite i got closer to him and for whatever reason he also decided to i would not say play along he decided to maybe go with the flow i guess you know and things just progressed to the point where i started to develop like really strong feelings for him and i started wishing that he would break up with his girlfriend and be with me i know that's a very wicked thought because that's not something i, I would I, i want somebody to wish you know on me but you know that, that those were the mistakes that i made staying and just wishing and hoping that maybe if i did this better maybe if i did that better he would choose me instead of her and blah 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 blah, blah. but as it turned out when i realized finally that man this thing is is jonesing stuff i this is not going to turn out as i want it to be i had to severe ties with him and it was really painful it was very 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 painful to do so because i really did like him but it was a mistake you know from the get go and i learned my lesson all right i i think i get that perfectly how long did it take before you come to that truth or that deep realization that you needed to do the right thing um now that you've realized it was it something that was long or did it take some time for you to actually um come to that realization and take the step you really knew was the right thing to do well from start to finish of the whole thing i think the whole thing lasted for about three or four months there about, about three months into the whole thing that become crystal clear that this was heading you know not in the direction that i wanted it to head so it just took me a, a bit more time to gather myself and you know just gather my courage and step out of the situation because he wasn't going to do that for me i had to do it myself like because you know like we often say if you don't take care of yourself who will so it, it took four months total for me to get myself out of that which i had gotten myself into in the first place right right i get now let's talk about something that um i think you've mentioned it also on one of the episodes of your podcast and you um, i i think you also mentioned that in fact your your dad had to question you and the question is why name <laughs> exactly why did you pick that name what informed that decision to pick the name like i said i don't know if i've mentioned when we were just in my head i i speak my mind you know i i don't do it in a way that would hurt people though i don't intentionally hurt people with my words but i really do believe that 
there's no point in living pretentiously if you have something to say like there's this there's this song say what you need to say like if there's something on your mind it's better you share it you know with the world share it and don't just bottle it in and oftentimes we we find that there are a lot of topics that people have considered you know um like a taboo topics like sex topics like you know, like a lot of things attached to sex pornography and what have you even love in itself a lot of people feel like they know all that there is to know about love all that there is to know about relationships and so they are authority onto themselves on these topics and they think that there's nothing new to learn because you know they already know it all so the new zone came as i wanted to have a name that would depict a zone where you can come listen or speak and not be judged you can be yourself share your thoughts the way they come to mind unfiltered unedited you know like you don't have to mince words you don't have to hide what you really feel you don't have to hide behind a wall or behind a facade be who you are in the zone in this space everything is safe like you are safe in this space that's one and then two okay i think i already mentioned both the first was the nude zone like of course nude means naked like everything that we talk about here we're going to strip it to the bone everything is going to be stripped naked to the you know there will be no barriers no coverings no veils every topic will be discussed in a very very candid you know manner right, but you you thought of changing the name at a point um what informed your decision otherwise to st- stick with the name I thought to change it because, you know, there were a lot of times when, you know, like I mentioned, I give the example of my dad. For the very long, for a very long time, I I realized that he, my mom would give me, she would give me feedback on the, the episodes, but he would not say anything. So I had to ask him when I'm like, um, don't you listen to my podcast? And he was like, I can't listen to something that has nude or naked. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what it is that you're talking about there. I don't have to explain that this is why I chose the name. It's not like it's anything dirty or you know that so when I after I'd explained or oh, I said oh so I thought about it that does could this mean that I'm losing listeners simply because of the name? Like could it be that a lot of people are put off by you know the nude part of it they feel like oh maybe it's, maybe it's dirty maybe it's something that i should not be listening to so i, I thought about it I, I was i thought maybe it would be best to change it but then i realized that the, on the flip side a lot of people might be intrigued by the name you know because i've had a lot of people actually ask me why i chose nude zone like how did you come by that name so i thought the percentage of people that will be intrigued by the name would definitely be more than those that might is skeptical about the name and i remembered why i chose the name in the first place and i said to stick with the name right now tell me you mentioned that um you are the you are the first child bar so um yes. in your in the family what's the what's the gender division uh, is it like one girl three boys or three boys what was it like originally where 
two guys and two ladies. Now we are three ladies. That's for you know, like just my brother-in-law and my niece now. Three ladies and three guys. All right, all right. So um, it then means that one of your brothers is already married, ba. My sister is. My sister is married. Okay, your sister is married. Yes. All right. So that takes me to the question I want to ask. That was like a build up to the question I, I would like to ask next. And the question is, are you currently married? And um, if you are not married, how are you able to talk about things that has to do with, I know love is more than marriage, but there is, yeah. I've listened to a number of your episodes concerning engagement ring, concerning shooting your shots, concerning bringing people on the podcast and the rest of that how are you able to if you are not married are you able to speak about these things even when you are not married okay so i think i should first answer that i am yet to be married but then the question of how i am able to speak of these things even when i am not yet married um let me say that wisdom is made available to all yeah and it's it's necessarily not now as much as i talk about marriages and relationships and you know relationships in general of which marriage is a part of as much as i talk about these things there's some practical stuff that i don't talk about because i have not first and experienced them yet for example i won't talk about how or I haven't yet rather talked about sex in marriage because I, I don't know what that is like. You know, I don't know the dynamics of that in marriage. But there's a general principle to things. There are general principles to things. And it's from that angle that I usually come. I might not have the certificate of marriage yet, but it does not mean that I don't know. Um, I don't know what could be done to to make things better i see marriages around me by the grace of god my parents will be celebrating their 34th year anniversary in marriage wow. this year i grew up in a household full of love you know and i've also been i'll say i'll use the word privileged i've been privileged to witness you know not so good marriages as well and in as much as i i wasn't part of that union like I didn't know what was going on, you know, like behind closed doors in those homes. There were some things that I witnessed that could give me a very good sense of how things could have been done differently. Now, would I categorically say that this is what you should have done? No, I would not say that. But I could learn from those experiences and I did learn from them. I'm learning good things from my parents. I'm also learning how they manage their challenges you know there are times when my dad would actually sit us down to say i want you guys to weigh in on this thing your mom did this what do you think about it and there are times when my mom would say your dad did this what do you think about it and then they'll hear all of us give our opinions as in they'll actually listen to all of us like judge in quotes the matter and then my dad would he would always tell us that we are sharing this with you not because we need a third party to help us settle our conflict like we don't need you to help us settle we just want you to understand that in as much as you see us happy and laugh and you know joke and all of that we have challenges but we sort them out 
So basically all those kind of things were just a platform for us to learn from their marriage. So I might not be married yet, but I have I have a truckload of secondhand experience. And I, I really do believe that you necessarily don't have to be um there's this thing I'm trying to remember that Solomon Bucci said. I don't know if you know that guy. Um I really can't remember how he put it, but it's more like wisdom is not it's not just for like it's only those that are married alone that know about marriage. That's not how it works. We're outside marriage right now, but we can still see it. Like we see it, we know it. And the truth of the matter is this. You learn about marriage before marriage. It's not until you enter into marriage that you now start to learn. Because if if you wait till then, you have, you have definitely, you know, plans to fail. But it, marriage is one of those institutions that you... They say you collect your certificate before you enter into the school, and that's how it is. So for all of us that were still out of it yet, we're still learning, we're still you know gathering um, education and stuff. It doesn't mean that we cannot give advice because we are not yet married. I don't know if you get my point. I think I've overflowed the answer to that question. No, no, I think you you kind of um, spoke to the meats or, or the nitty gritty of the issue. And I love the way you answered it because um, there's so much we can learn from observation that sometimes the people who are even in the heat of things are unable to see it because they are blinded by the experience. But someone who is actually detached from the real experiences sees so much that um, the people who are even in the heat of the experience are, are not seeing it. I love the way you answered it. And I think if anybody's having concerns about that, you've been able to to speak to that point in a very succinct way. I think the next question I would like to ask, which was one of your topic as an um, as an episode, um, is the pressure from society. I know there's. I'm also on. I'm I'm yet to to be married, and I know as a guy, there's a pressure on me in, in mm. some sense not even from family so to say but even from society from mm. questions that are not really it's not that they mean bad but just questions here and there from society and expectation now as a female and i think i'm just putting you on the spot because i have a, an opportunity of a lifetime to to interview you on this podcast are there pressures here and there from society in your own personal experience and how have you been able to deal with it if they have been ah of course they are pressures they are pressures they are pressures so when i mentioned earlier that my sister is married my uh, of course i already mentioned that the first child my sister is actually like the last born of the house you know between me and her we have i have my two brothers in between us and i'm a yoruba lady I don't know as much of my listeners as much as as much as you know as much of people that will listen to this podcast that know about the yoruba culture you know how you, you're getting to a certain age and people are asking you what's going on i wonder where is he where is he it also happens that you know your youngest sibling is now getting married <laughs> like what's up yeah me uh, where is he where is he you know and like you just you, you said, some of these questions are not meant to actually sadden you, you know. 
it doesn't always come from a place of malice or wickedness or what have you but the thing is this there are days when the questions get to you in a way that you would not be able to deal with it as positively as you ought to there are pressures is it the pressure of people that would for example now uh, in my place of work i have a colleague who we are age mates but she's married with a daughter people would refer to her and use ma you know they would <laughs> they would say or, or sometimes when they want to speak you're about to her they will use a because she's married but if they were to talk to me they will use o and of course there's no ma there because i am still single Right. This kind of thing, you know, it, it's not like maybe they mean it for bad necessarily, but the society just kind of accord some kind of respect to married women and married men too. I guess I'm not a, I'm not a man, so I can't really know what it is in that um, sphere. Right. But as a woman, society gives more respect to married women than married men, and that's that's in a way a little bit more than subtle pressure because you now start to think so is it I'm less because I am I'm, I'm yet to be married so I don't deserve your respect that much you know and aside even um, societal pressure there is also internal pressure as well you, you just put yourself on a clock on a timeline and you're like by this time I should be this by this time I should be that you know and I, I would maybe to some extent admit that that also comes from expectations of people around you you have seen when they'll be saying ah you're about to have this thing they say um like the biological clock of a woman ticks fast so all of these things just combines and adds like serious pressure on you and if you're not careful you find yourself taking steps that at the end of the day you'll be the one to solely take responsibility for it all um i'm going to say this yoruba adage again i hope i can properly translate this one it says that i think that kind of means that you know whatever choice you make at the end of the day you'll be the one to fully face whether the the consequences or the um benefits whatever it is that comes you will not nobody else will share it with you because it's your life at the end of the day so if you do not manage these pressures well enough and you succumb to pressure and then just choose anybody just because everybody's getting married and you also have want to share souvenir on a saturday at the end of the day whatever it is that you face in that marriage would just be between you and your spouse so it's just best to you know god help us really because it is not easy but it's just best to you know wait for the right person wait for the right time and do things in a way and manner that will not cause premium tears or story for the gods at the end of the day right i think um the next question i'd like to ask which you've touched on is because i know that a number of people listening to us may also be in the same position you never can tell so the question Mm -hmm. is that i know when this kind of things happen one begin to kind of the pressure could get to the point where you do not you begin to remove your filters little by mm. little even when you do not know sub 
it's kind of subconsciously you begin to remove your filters to the point where people you would have never considered in the first place you begin to consider them how are you able to deal with this um is it shenanigans or how do they put it are you able to deal with it as an individual I really want to thank God for the kind of people that he has surrounded me with. So talking about pressure and stuff, in as much as there's pressure, my my folks are very supportive, very supportive. I actually do not face pressure from home as such. Only maybe like the subtle pressure, you know, that all those when your mom says to pray for you all, all your birthdays, they are praying, they are praying. Your husband, <laughs> I get that. You know? And that really just comes from a place of love for you, you get. But there are times when it just gets you like, okay, can you just not remind me that I am right. here to be married? Right. Or something. Yeah. So because that is my own reality, I I I am aware that there are people who face like serious, serious pressure. Like serious pressure that I cannot even start to understand or comprehend. So I think it would be unfair to speak for them. But to speak from my own reality. The kind of people that God has surrounded me with, you know, in terms of friends, family, mentors, communities, I know very well that my standard is not unattainable. They are not unreasonable. What I want is the barest minimum of what God wants for me. I said earlier that everybody I believe deserves an amazing relationship. I believe that God wants a marriage that works for me. I believe that God does not want my marriage to fail at any point in time. I, I believe that God wants me to enjoy and not endure my marriage. So with these beliefs and, and submissions in mind, I have a standard that I expect my husband to meet up with. And whoever he is, wherever he is, I trust that he also has same standard for himself because we are going to come together to be formidable one person will not be dragging the other person you know we're both going to run the race like run it hand in hand supporting each other so lowering my standards for me it's not even something that i can afford to do i cannot because i know the kind of assignments that god has given to me i know what it is that i need to achieve that assignment and i very much I'm aware that I do not need to be married to achieve my purpose. In fact, the, the very catastrophic thing that would happen is to marry the wrong person. That's one of the assured ways not to fulfill purpose because who you marry is a very, very strong factor in whether you will live a fulfilled life or not. As a single person, you have a better chance of fulfilling purpose than marrying wrongly. So with that reality, with that knowledge in my head, I cannot afford to lower my standard. There are, there are days when it gets really, really, you know, like trying. Like I'm wondering, okay, maybe, maybe, but then I remember my why and my why helps me keep going and maintaining the standard. And because I also know that what I am looking for is not a supernatural human being. Right. It's a man that exists. And I know that we would, you know, get connected. Right. I think personally, as you are talking in my mind, I'm like, oh boy, after this episode, like after you publish, I've got to listen to it again, because to be frank and honest, you are, you are dropping some things that are really speaking to me as an individual. 
So how do you know when the right person comes? I want to believe that you're asking me that question from my perspective, not from a general perspective. Definitely from your perspective. I, I would know him. <laughs> I, I really cannot break it down more than that. I will know him. I think I get you, but if you have anything to add to that, that would be fine. But it's just like a knowing within than a knowing in the air than a knowing by what you can construct or put in words. Is that is that what you're trying to tell me? Yes, there is that. And then there are some physical manifestations. Like there, there are characters that he would exhibit that would that would you know confirm for me that indeed this person is who i am you know waiting for looking for seeking for whatever word it is that we want to use there there is a knowing that comes in the spirit yes but that knowing is accompanied by what you see in the physical because after all there are fruits to be born you get you have to see what it is that he professes to be so it's not just your spirit man would know definitely i mean that's very important part of it but then your eye should also see what it is that your spirit man knows wow i love the way you put it now let's talk about podcasting what is the end goal for you as per podcasting what's that one thing or one metric that when you are able to achieve or when it it happens it, it just gives you a joy and a sense of fulfillment like this is why I'm doing this podcast. Now, my passion, my my desire is that people, especially the female folk, is that they don't make the same mistakes that those that have gone ahead of them have made. I always say that you necessarily do not have to learn from your own experience. It's it's right. way less expensive to learn from others than to learn by yourself. I when I was talking about my, the transition from being a lifestyle based podcast to a relationship based podcast, I talked about the, the reason being that I thought it would be good to let to remind people of what they already know or to enlighten them of what they did not know before. My joy is to help people make better life decisions. Like you don't have to make that mistake. If only you would listen. You do not have to fall. You don't have to get your heart bruised because I I I I think that heartbreaks, some heartbreaks can be avoided. You know. It's not all the time that there was oh, I didn't see it coming. There was nothing you could have done. There there are times that you saw the handwriting on the wall. There are times that if you just listen, there are times when if you are taking counsel or if you had shared that problem with somebody or if you had, you know, done something different, the results as well would have been different. There are times like that. So it's my joy. It gives me fulfillment. It gives me a sense of accomplishment when I am able to help somebody make a better choice make a better decision and necessarily not go through the pain that i went through to be able to give them that you know advice so for me that's what pod- podcasting is you know that's that's the kind of joy that it gives me basically knowing that somebody out there might hear what it is i am saying and do something better than what they had you know previously thought to do or previously concluded to do when they listen to my podcast and they say, oh, oh, 
maybe I should not do this that way. Then maybe I should do it this way. And they indeed do it a different way. And it turns out better for them. That gives me joy. Wow. That's something. Um, as a way to end today's episode, um, yeah. is there anything you would love to tell your audience? And um, just just anything you would like to, to tell them before we call it a wrap? I'll start with saying that I love you guys so much. Whether you're a recurring um, listener or your first time listener, I am so grateful for the gift of you. I always say that I do this because I love you. And that's the truth. I do this because I love you. And I really do hope that you are enjoying your relationship. I always say it, you deserve an amazing relationship. Don't ever give up on yourself. Don't let anybody sell any kind of light to you, including yourself. If there is a nagging thought in your head or in your mind telling you that you should just stick with that and manage it, that's a lie. You don't have to manage it. Don't manage. No, that's not something to manage. You deserve an amazing relationship. And, you know, everything that you require for life has been given unto you. So don't settle for less in any form. And once again, I love you guys so very much. (laughs) Wow. I love you guys too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, for opportunity to be on your podcast. I really appreciate the fact that you were able to put your because I wasn't the one that placed you on the spot. You were able to put yourself on the spot. And like I said earlier, I'm going to listen to this podcast personally when you finally publish it. Because there were some things you said that really uh, spoke to me as an individual. And I think I would just like to end by saying I really love what you do. And um, I hope you continue to do this for a very long time. And I'm hoping that God breathes on it and it takes you places by the grace of God. Thank you for what you do. And thank you for the opportunity to put you on this spot. I do not take it for granted. Really do appreciate this as well. Thank you so much, Dayo. Thank you. Um, if you don't mind, why don't you tell us a bit about you know yourself? Tell us a bit about your podcast as well. All right, so she's placing me on the spot now. <laughs> My name is Dayo Moyo. I'm the host of This Is the Future. This is the future is a podcast where I talk about Africa, past events in Africa, current events. Um, about the continent and I also talk about Africans doing interesting things so I just interview them and I um, let them share their or give them a platform to share their story and also I blog at thisisalsoafrica.com and um, I'm also an educator so I'm a teacher by profession so that's what that's I weird. do that's awesome. Thank you, Dayo. It's great meeting you. And I'm sure that my new donors are, you know, they're really glad that they, they, they got to listen to this. You made this possible. So we're grateful for you as well. Thank Thanks you so much. Thanks for the much. opportunity. Yeah. Have a lovely, lovely night rest. You too. Thank yeah, you. Bye. bye.
Instagram at nude underscore zone underscore with underscore brown and please do follow on Twitter at nude zone with B. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic week ahead. Jesus loves you.